every blessing. Every blessing I have taken pleasure in. Every single moment I have ever spent. Every single step I've taken in this life. Oh, none of them I've earned all was by rising and the setting of the sun the scent of flowers in spring harvest in fall every moment as each season passes by it's simply not the course of time it's all by grace Everything is your grace, your grace, your grace, your unending grace. In my life there is not a single thing I claim to have deserved. Everything is your grace, it was your childhood till this point where I am now my very breath my hopes and all my dreams oh not of them my burn all was by grace living as a chosen precious child of God Offering my life of worship and of praise Living as a witness of the good news Oh, none of them I've heard all was by grace Everything is your grace Your grace Everything is your grace, it was your grace, everything is your grace, your grace, your grace, your unending grace. In my life there is not a single thing I claim to have deserved. Everything is your grace, it was your grace. Everything is your grace, 
to God may we be drawn closer to our heavenly father and be a worshiper after his own heart amen
Every 
there's no peace and comfort from the world. Jesus, He is everything I need. God's amazing grace. God's amazing grace is the only thing I need. Every breath I take. I know belongs to Him. Even when there's no peace and comfort from the world, Jesus, He is everything I need. Even when I can see God's bigger plan, when I am stumbling in trials, I still know that my life belongs to Him. Every day He helps me to endure. God's amazing grace is the only thing I need. Now I live my everything unto the Lord. He gives me a peace and a comfort that is true. Jesus, He is everything I need. Even when I can see God's bigger plan, when I am stumbling in trials, I still know that my life belongs to Him. Every day He helps me to endure. God's bigger plan when I'm stumbling in trials I still know that my life belongs to Him every day He helps me to
Together now, let's real quick, let's sing the chorus, even when we can't see God's bigger plan and we are stumbling in trials. Let's just sing together. Even when we can see God's bigger plan, when we're stumbling in trials, belongs to him every day he helps us to endure even when we can't see God's bigger plan when we're stumbling in trials
Uh, scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And as Naomi declared, don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. Heavenly Father, sometimes our prayers and the things that are in our hearts, God, it's a place where we are broken, where we don't have much to offer unto you, where we don't have much strength to endure. But Lord, just as we will learn here today in today's message, as Naomi's life is no longer, her name is no longer Mara, but becomes Naomi, understanding the goodness of the Lord, that God, you are sovereign, and that you are perfect in all your ways. May we also understand that God, that you have not forgotten us, that you have not forgotten about us, and that you will restore us, and that you are with us, and that you walk with us. So God, we ask God for strength and for your divine blessing here in this place as we transition to the message. May our hearts truly open and be receptive to all the blessings that you have in store for us. Though we may not see and have much hope for tomorrow, in us, yes, we don't, because tomorrow is not promised to any one of us. But Lord, in Christ, even in death, through all suffering and trials, Lord, we know that there is hope, that there is light, especially in this journey, the light of Christ that is within us. So we surrender our hearts to you. And God, may the words of my mouth, may the meditation of all the hearts for those who are listening here today, but may it be pleasing in your sight, O oh God, for you alone are our rock and our redeemer. We give you all the glory, give you all the honor. Pray all these things. Your precious son, just cross me pray. God's people pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. 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 Let's begin with today's message. The title of today's message is called Naomi, the Forgotten Mother. The Forgotten Mother. I realize there's been a lot of movies made with the title Mother, right? Mother, Mother, Amma, all these different movies with the title Mother. And there's a lot of ways we can look at this character, Naomi. We could look at her as a forgotten daughter. We could see her as Naomi, the forgotten wife. Uh, but today, we're going to see her from the lens as a mother, the forgotten mother, as today is Mother's Day. Can we turn to our neighbor and say, Happy Mother's Day? Let me begin today by sharing with you today about a woman, a special woman in the Bible named Naomi. No, she does not have her name referenced as the book name, Ruth. The name of the book is called Ruth. But in the book Ruth, I want to talk to you about a special character, a special mother named Naomi. She is a woman of tragedy. 
if you know the story, who is rescued and redeemed by the Lord. Uh, she is a symbol of hope when we, when we read the book of Ruth for all men and women, meaning that the Lord is always faithful. Even when you feel that it is your end, the Lord is not finished with you, that he has a plan and a purpose for us. She is a perfect example when the Lord says he draws near to those who are brokenhearted. Right, as it says in Psalm 34, verse 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. We can apply this to the story of Naomi. The Lord truly transforms our mourning into dancing and laughter. Do you believe this? Do you understand that the Lord will not leave us broken and in our tears and lost? out on the street, but he will welcome us in into his kingdom and he will restore us and he will heal us and he will feed us with his water and with his food. Psalm 30 verse 11, it says, you have turned my mourning into joyful dancing. You have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy. So the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. We understand that applies to us as well. As the Lord was faithful to Naomi, the Lord is faithful to us. Meaning in this story, in Naomi's tragedy, in the beginning of the story, Naomi lays down this claim about herself. Maybe you may be sitting here and you have claimed this and laid this claim about your own life, where Naomi says in Ruth 1, verse 20 to 21, she says, don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. And what exactly was this affliction? What is she talking about here in Ruth chapter 1, verse 20 to 21? Naomi loses everything. What did she lose? So to better understand the context of the story, let me quickly summarize it for us. Let's begin by introducing the characters quickly. The story of Ruth starts with four main characters. It's the husband, Elimelech, Naomi, the character that we're talking about, the wife, Malon, and Kilion. Malon and Kilion are their two sons. So we have the father, Elimelech, we have the wife, the mother, Naomi, and then the two sons, Malon and Kilion. And the story quickly spirals out of control by quickly, right away, introducing a tragedy, just like the story of Job. The husband, Elimelech, dies, and after he dies, the two sons, they marry a Moabite, Moabite woman, and their names are Orpah and Ruth, and that's where the name Ruth comes from, the book of Ruth. But let's not focus on Ruth real quick. But let's just understand the characters. So Orpah and Ruth, so the two sons, Malan and Kilian, they marry Orpah and Ruth, and they're Moabites. 
and they become Naomi's daughter-in-laws. And after 10 years, both of her sons, Malan and Kilian, die also. So they're all left as widows. And the story, how, you may ask the question, how did they die? We do not know. It's not told to us, the readers. But that's not what's important. What's important is that she loses almost everything. And the question to us is, have you ever been in a place in your life where you have lost everything in your life? And as the story progresses, Naomi soon realized that she has only one thing left for her in her sad and in her broken life. It is her one and only daughter named Ruth. Of course, the foundation is that she has the Lord. She has the Lord. Yes, the Lord is always sovereign. He is the main character in all of this. The Lord is sovereign over every situation. And then the story goes where Naomi, she encourages now her two daughter-in-laws because the, her sons died. She tells them to go. Go back to where you came from. Go. Leave me. For I'm just a bitter old woman. Orpah says yes, and Ruth says no. Orpah makes a decision to go back to her family, to her mobile people. And Ruth says she clings on to Naomi. In other words, one chooses to reject, and the other chooses to follow. And this is how the story ends. Again, I'm summarizing it for us. Ruth eventually meets Boaz and is redeemed by Boaz. And Boaz becomes their kinsman redeemer. Kinsman redeemer. What does that word mean, that phrase, the kinsman redeemer? Let me give it to you. It's a relative who will help buy back his relatives if they ever fall under a place of that, or marry the widow of the dead relative to help continue the family line. So when Naomi lost her everything, her husband and her two sons, her line was finished. She was a widow and she was as good as dead and there was no hope for her future. But now, Boaz comes into the picture and becomes their kinsman redeemer. In other words, Boaz, he comes and he saves Naomi's family line by agreeing to marry Ruth, Naomi's one and only daughter-in-law. In the beginning of the story and throughout the story, we see that Naomi, a.k.a. also known as Mara, has nothing. She has already made a claim on herself in Ruth 1 in verse 20 to 21, as I mentioned earlier. She says, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara. Because my life is very bitter. I was once full, but now I am empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Lord has brought misfortune upon me. In the beginning, she had no kinsman redeemer. This is why she told everyone that call me bitter. Call me Mara. Don't call me Naomi. But after the loyalty of her daughter-in-law Ruth and the faithfulness of Boaz in keeping his promise to marry Ruth and becoming their kinsman redeemer, Naomi's life, who once was dead, is now restored. 
And why the story of Ruth, why the story of Naomi is so powerful is, the, is because it's the story of Jesus Christ to us. Whenever we look at the book of Ruth, we know and we understand that Jesus Christ is our kinsman redeemer. Without a kinsman redeemer, our family line is dead. We are good as dead. We have no hope for tomorrow. But because he is our kinsman redeemer, he restores us. He does not leave us in a place of brokenness, but to a place of hope. And after the kinsman redeemer comes into the picture, Boaz is introduced into the picture at the end of the story. Naomi is no longer associated with the name Mara, where she said, call me Mara because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. She's no longer associated with misfortune. Rather, she is now associated with being restored and blessed. Fast forward to chapter 4 of Ruth 4. So Boaz took Ruth, verse 30 to 17, and she became his wife. When he made love to her, the Lord enabled her to conceive, and she gave birth to a son. The woman said to Naomi, Praise be to the Lord who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. Guardian redeemer means kinsman redeemer. Just another translation. Guardian redeemer, kinsman redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons has given him birth. Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The woman living there said, Who had a son? Ruth was the one that was pregnant, but who had a son? Naomi has a son. Naomi has a son, Naomi has a son. And they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. If you don't understand genealogy, this is exactly how King David comes into the picture. He is a lineage of the story of Ruth, coming from Naomi, Elimelech, the husband. Let me just quickly give you reference Ruth 4, verse 18 to 22. Let's continue reading. It says, the genealogy of David. Continuing on, verse 18. This then is the family line of Perez. Perez, Perez was the father of Hezron. Hezron, the father of Ram. Ram, the father of Abinadab. Abinadab, the father of Neshan. Neshan, the father of Salmon. Simon, the father of Boaz. Boaz, the father of Obed. Obed, the father of Jesse. And Jesse, the father of David, and that's how the story ends with the name David. David, that we, the person that we all love. So, as the Lord saved Naomi, same as us, once we were bitter, lost, but we are no longer, we no longer claim that claim in our lives where we tell people to call me bitter. As the Lord saved Naomi, same as us, bitterness shall not have the last word in our lives. Amen? Amen. Defeat and ruin shall not have the last word in our lives. Amen. Amen? Naomi was in a foreign land, dead husband, a widow, no sons, and, a, and 
She had foreign daughter-in-laws and only one left to stay. All of her support, life system, seemed to have disappeared. And take a look at how the book of Ruth ends and Jesse, the father of David. Naomi had no idea that through her lineage that God will raise up an amazing king, the first true king of Israel, which was David. And why is David so important in the Bible? Why? Why is the genealogy of David so important? Because it goes all the way from Abraham, from the beginning where God promised, to Naomi, to David, and ultimately to who? To the genealogy and the lineage of Jesus Christ. That's why the story is important. Anyone who says to you, all you need is from Genesis to the book of Malachi, the Old Testament, they're lying to you. Anyone who says to you, you only need the New Testament from Matthew to the book of Revelation, they're lying to you. They're delusional. What we need is we need the beginning, from the beginning to the end, all the way from the Old Testament, from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation, from the beginning to the end, we understand the fullness of God's plan and how God was involved in the lives of these people whom he had called. And these people that, they, that God called, they were, their lives were filled with tragedy, uphill battles, oppositions, and attacks. But the main thing that we must remember is that we are not forgotten. The Lord remembers us and he will care for his people. Why? Because he loves us. The name David is important. The way it ends here in chapter 4 is important because through Naomi, through Ruth and Boaz, King David came to be. And even greater than David, this is how King Jesus came to be through the line of David. So if the story of Naomi, Ruth, and Boaz had not happened, if the tragedy had not happened, then David would not have been born. Then the birth of Jesus would not have come into fruition as the way that the Lord had planned from the beginning. Yes, our God is not limited, but this was his plan all along. This was always the plan that as a descendant of King David, fully God, fully man, fully man, fully God, Jesus would be born of a virgin birth. He would come into this world to die on the world. And it says that's why it's fulfilled in the promise where in verse 17 in, in Ruth chapter 4, Naomi has a son. The woman living there said, Naomi has a son. And they named then Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. And they said what? They said, praise be to the Lord who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. Famous throughout Israel. And David, yes, he became famous through Israel. And ultimately who? Jesus. The greatest of all. The GOAT. And that promise, that prophecy, was fulfilled. So as the Lord saved Naomi, the Lord will save us as well. Amen? Amen. To understand the lineage, just quickly look at Matthew 1, 1 through 17. I'm just going to read 
up to verse 2, and then I'm going to skip forward and I'll tell you where to go. But let's just go ahead and look at the heading first, the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah. Verse 1 says, this is the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. Let's fast forward and let's go to verse 16. In verse 16 it says, And Jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, Mary was the mother of Jesus who is called the Messiah. Thus there were 14 generations in all from Abraham to David. Remember that number. 14 from David to the exile to Babylon, and 14 from the exile to the Messiah. So 14 plus 14 plus 14, if you just do the number quickly, 38 plus 4 is what? 42 generations. It took 42 generations. That's why where it says in Isaiah 9, 6, for to us a child is born. To us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That promise has been fulfilled through the promise of our Lord Jesus Christ. Naomi, the forgotten mother, her story is recorded here to remind us that God is true to his promises. The Lord will rescue us even when we feel hopeless and even when we are in a place of hopelessness. John 14, verse 6, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And this is what was fulfilled through the promise that was given to this old, small, bitter woman, widow. So through the life of Naomi, point number one, quickly, the Lord will complete our story in Christ. That's a promise. Now I'm going to use the present, the future, and also past tense language. The Lord will complete our story in Christ, but you could also write, the Lord has completed our story in Christ. He has. It's finished. In Christ, it's done. The Lord will complete our story in Christ. Now imagine if Naomi was the author of her own story. A lot of people are the authors of their own story. And they're given a pen to write about their own life. Just as Naomi said in the beginning, call me bitter. Imagine if she continued to write her own story. To set her own course. An article I read said this, if Naomi had held the pen by which her story would be written, it would have ended as a tragedy. The title of the book would be called, would be something like The Painful End of Mara. She believed that her life was over. All her decisions, or more so her husband's decisions, led them to this bitter place and ended in death and no hope. She hadn't even considered a kinsman redeemer. In her mind, her story was over. But as Christians, our circumstances do not have the final word in our lives. 
Our Lord will accomplish what is good for us in Jesus Christ. Our Lord will fulfill all of his promises in our lives through Jesus Christ. So point letter A, he is our kingsman redeemer. B, he gives us victory to win. C, he gives us a new name. The woman said to Naomi, Praise be to the Lord who this day has not left you without a garden and redeemer. May it become famous through Israel. What do they call her? Naomi. Her name is not Mara. Her name is Naomi. He is our kinsman redeemer. He gives us victory to win. He gives us a new name, a new identity. So point number one, the Lord will complete our story in Christ. The Lord has completed our story in Christ. Point number two, the Lord will redeem all our lost years in Christ. In other words, the Lord has redeemed all our lost years in Christ. He is, he has, and he will. Yes, we cannot restore everything one-to-one exact replica to what we once had. Yes, she cannot replace her husband. Yes, she cannot replace her two sons. But the Lord, in all of his kindness, shall restore all of our lost years. In other words, what once were years of sadness and mourning, he shall transform it into joy and laughter. So, so point A, you will never waste it in the Lord. B, it is never a waste to follow the Lord. C, it is never too late to serve the Lord. Amen. And amen. amen. The Lord will redeem all of our lost years in Christ. Do you believe that? He will turn your mourning into laughter. And lastly, point number three, the Lord will complete his story in Christ. The Lord will complete his story in Christ. This was always the plan. In other words, the Lord has completed his story in Christ. So point letter A, has B is, C will, D forevermore, E, amen, and amen. Has, is, will, forevermore, amen, and amen. Forever and ever and ever, amen, amen. So quickly, When you're finished writing, I want to encourage all of you, if you could all stand to your feet real quick. And I would like for us to read Psalm 145 together. Um, let's do five verses each. Why don't you guys start? with verse 1 through 5, and then I'll go ahead and do five verses, and then to the next five verse. And then the final from verse uh, 
15, no, 16 to 21. Let's all read it together, okay? Okay, go ahead. Ready? One, two, three. I will exalt you, my God, with the name. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of the praise. His greatness no one can have. One generation commands your words to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works, and I'll proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sings of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of your glory, of your kingdom, and speak of your might, so that all people may know satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen. And amen. Let's all sing the song together. All heaven declares. As we sing this, let's make this our worship and our prayer before the Lord. And let's worship him in spirit and in truth.
Father, I just want to thank you for reminding us once again here today that through the story of Naomi, that Lord, that we are not forgotten, that we are not hopeless, that we are not lost, but Lord, you draw near to those who are brokenhearted, and you are good to those who seek your face. We will not be left as orphans out on the street, but Lord, you will restore us. You will bring us back home. So God, I pray that through the story of Naomi today, that we remember that, Lord, that you are our kinsman redeemer, that we are not forgotten, and that you love us, that you have a plan and a purpose for our lives here today. 
We thank you for encouraging us through your word, reminding us of your promises, that, Lord, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And therefore, we give you all the glory and all the honor. And may the name of the Lord be praised here today and forevermore, forever and ever. We pray all these things in your precious Son, Jesus Christ, and we pray. And all of God's people pray. Amen. 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 Let's close our service with our final song, The Path of Life in Jesus, and then I'll close us up with the benediction. Let's sing together. I want to encourage you, uh, when you have time this week, to please go ahead and read the book of Ruth. And also, just keep in mind the genealogy we just mentioned, because the genealogy of David is mentioned in the last chapter of Ruth 4. But continue it on and put the whole picture together. And by reading Matthew 1, uh, specifically 1 through 17, keeping in mind Isaiah 9, 6, Isaiah 53, all the prophecy that was told of Jesus, the Messiah, to come, where Jesus declares himself in John 14, where he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you have an understanding of the whole scripture, you will know that our faith is not in vain. This is not just a made-up fairy tale. This is real, the truth, the truth of God, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We serve a living God. Amen? Amen not a dead 
God. And I'll encourage you to do so. Ruth, Matthew 1, Isaiah 9, 6, and John 14. I want to encourage you to read all of John 14 as well. Okay, uh, let's close the service with the benediction. Uh, let's all pray together. Heavenly Father, do not remember the sins of our youth and our rebellious ways, but according to your love, Lord, remember us. For you, Lord, are always good. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, may he present you blameless, pure, and holy before his holy presence. May we continue to know the truth and remember and that he will not leave us in a place of hopelessness, but may we continue to know and encounter the unending love of the Father. And may the Lord continue to pursue after you, guide you, and lead you forevermore. And as God's people, we pray. Amen. amen. And amen. amen. God bless you. I love you. I will see you all in the back. God bless you. Thank you. <laughs>